0: Welcome! You're listening to A Certain Degree. In this episode, Nick splits time with the writing and performing duo of Neil Arthur James and Dandy Darkley. Neil, a mild-mannered Brooklynite with a dark secret, Dandy, a fun-loving alt-cabaret storyteller extraordinaire, who also happens to be a clown. Interestingly, they've never been photographed together. Hmm. Get to know Dandy and Neil to a certain degree.
1: Tom Lair on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. That was, of course, poisoning pigeons in the park, which I think is appropriate for a Monday morning, as we all are doing something this morning that involves pigeons. No, that, was a, that was a really bad segue. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. I have a very special guest this morning. Dandy Darkly is with me this morning. Good morning, Dandy. Ah, what time is it? It's very early. Thank <sighs> My you so God. much. Thank you so much for getting up so you're early. You're welcome, Nick. It. So before the sun comes up, I feel like with your, uh, you're very pale. Very pale. Which, so I feel like before the sun comes up too much, you want to be out and about doing your things. You know, I'm practically translucent. Yes. I really
2: am not the kind to be out and about in the daylight. So, well, And I, I love
1: the bedazzling. That you have going on.
2: You know, it's, it's, you just sort of roll it out of bed and put it right on. It's, yep. it's a lovely applique I have, you know, <laughs> right there. I put, I put my makeup out on saran wrap in the morning. So that then I just, just put,
1: slap it right on. Oh, it's, it's you know, it'd be great is if you just put industry it secret across the doorway so you could just walk right into <laughs> it in the morning. You don't even have to be awake. I, I've walked into my fair
2: share of doorways, Nick. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for. Trigger alert, everyone!
1: Doorways. I apologize. I apologize. Doorways. So Dandy is here uh, with the Fringe Festival. You have Uh, a show going on at the uh, at the Fringe at the Orlando
2: Fringe at lovely at lovely the fragrant armpit of a space, uh, Saint Matt's Tavern. Yes, and I mean that in the most beautiful way, like a lovely
1: French lady's armpit. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are the best types of best, best, as my understanding goes. Uh, So you are there for five more shows over the course of the week. Yes. And we'll be talking to you this morning. uh, And I'd love that you're here. I appreciate it. But we want to get to know you a little bit better. Oh,
2: Oh, okay, <laughs> Nick. So I didn't know. I didn't
1: know we're already to that. Yes, to that stage at, at that level. Because I want to. I want to oh, get shanté. to know you. Uh, you are from the the Brooklyn, New York City area. Yes, so.
2: Fort green in the house, everyone. Gentrification. <laughs> Let's dive into the bushes as the stroller moms mow you down on the sidewalk. Oh, it's no amazing. That amazing. It happens. You gotta watch out. They you those, gotta watch out. They're they in, have
1: those those cow tippers on the front. They are in like a, a rush.
2: They are in a rush to get to yoga. Get out of the way, you weirdo clown. That's all I hear. And oh, yeah. And then I get clipped. <laughs> clipped by a stroller. And these strollers are huge. They're like four babies across, you know, just Oh, yeah. <sighs> And then they have the thing on the front that actually just pushes all the clowns <laughs> yeah, aside. It's yeah. a, it, trains have um, cow tippers, yes. and stroller moms have clown tippers. Actually, yes. a little. Like anyway, it. you know. I like it. You know, there's so many clowns up
1: there. But we're happy to have you here in Orlando. It's I'm I'm thrilled to be here, Nick. You've no idea. All right. Well, good so let's get to know you a little bit better we're gonna play a word association game oh i love words uh but instead of saying up or down yes or no or whatever word you want to say you're going to say move heaven or move earth all right so the idea is that if you're for something it's move heaven all right and because what's better than that i mean if you really if you really care for something you're going to move heaven no absolutely moving earth is like digging yeah right? it's yeah. just shoveling oh, things
2: oh, dreadful physical labor right. whoever oh. my god oh. who would do that okay. and moving heaven is so apropos
1: to my new show myth mouth but myth mouth. We'll, we'll get into that we will mm-hmm. absolutely get into that all right I, let's I'd play your it. game nick okay. okay wrinkling brothers barnum and bailey circus Uh, Moving heaven or moving earth? Move heaven. Yeah. I just found, I just, I was at the little uh, record shop. Uh, Reflux, once again. uh, Remix. Remix,
2: yes, Yes, remix. Reflux, indeed
1: apropos as well.
2: and lo and behold i found an lp of ringland brothers or tingling no ringling brothers and barnum tingling bailey is a different <laughs> that's a different lp yes <laughs> um uh, clown music so anyway oh, not oh, to nice. digress but i was like oh 3 dollars i'll buy some clown music so how did you feel about the news that they just had their i think they just had their last show yes i actually watched the uh watched a fantastic documentary about about the um, the end of the Ringling brothers so, um, it was either that or, anyway. It's um, uh, I'm I'm sad, you know. Mm-hmm. It, there is a, I feel like circus and uh, vaudeville and all of those um, older, older, time honored traditions of um, of uh, comedy and showmanship are maybe taking a back seat to. The I don't know. Stuff, to, uh, well, yeah, or just people, you know, belching on YouTube, or you know, whatever the children
1: laugh at these days. Well, but, storytelling too, to a certain extent, the the tradition of oral storytelling is the really tradition of oral storytelling has indeed
2: shifted. You know, um, I, I particularly in New York, I think there is a, a very much a focus on. Anecdotal storytelling, you know. Yeah. How am I going to win the moth so I can go off and do yada yada? So, you know, everyone has their their oh true stories, you know. But um, I don't know. I, I I love storytelling. My you know my my grandfather enjoyed to to spin a yarn, you know, and mm-hmm. likewise. So so, but definitely move heaven for Ringling Brothers. I, Perfect. sad about the elephants, but you know, perhaps it was a. Uh, Meant to go. I All right. Yeah, fair, fair enough.
1: Yeah, fair enough. How about voicemail? Oh, move Earth, move Earth,
2: move Earth. Not
1: so much voicemail. You don't have time for that. I
2: have no time to listen. <laughs> I have no time to <laughs> no time to sit there and hear about what resort offers are being given to me by Shirley, the perky robot, on the other end of my voicemail. None. Oh, Shirley. Shirley the robot. Shirley
1: the robot. Uh, Don't call me Shirley. Don't Uh, call me a robot. (laughs) that's a good point. How about colonizing Mars? Move heaven or move Earth?
2: God, I feel like we need to better colonize Earth as it is. So I'm going to move Earth on that one.
1: Okay, so you want to try to perfect colonizing Earth first? We have interstates falling on people. Let me see. I feel like this is a a fairly controversial thing. Are you Earth first? I, I believe I'm Earth First. Okay, all right. I this is kind of breaking news.
2: But I'm also a very stupid clown. What does <laughs> Earth First mean? Well, it's about. Did you I know. just say that I'm
1: like uh, in favor? Is that a Scientology thing? What, oh what is no, no no no, 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 no! It's just a. We're not going to any. You don't think we should go to any other planets? Oh, we'll stay here. We'll put Earthlings first. You know. Okay, so I I, I very much agree
2: that there is the, and a lot of my show deals with Mars. Actually, mm. that's the, there are aspects of of the Martian landscape in Myth Mouth. um. It's it's a it's this year's cosmic tales of sex and death, you know, mm-hmm. different different themes on each of the shows, but I do think there's so much crap happening on this little little marble that we're hurtling through them through the cosmos eth- yeah yeah through the cosmos on i think we really maybe should focus on focus on some things at home you know i know a couple of people we
1: could send to mars perhaps and, that's uh, a good point that might be a bad to... business idea it's like okay we'll colonize it but who do we want to send mm. right like the best and the brightest no no or he's the, the co- worst co- he's, off he's, he's he's as orange
2: as Mars, but we won't get into that. We won't it's too early for politics here. It is. It is a little Getting early. Getting
1: my blood all fired up. Let me have so, another coffee. Dandy, when you were a kid, uh if you were a kid, I should ask it that way. I was. Okay, good. Uh did you ever go to summer camp and then how do you feel about summer camp? Move heaven or move? Oh no oh, summer camp. <laughs> I move heaven, you know, I'm I'm from the country. I
2: yes. am a country dandy mm-hmm. in many ways and I remember those balmy nights sitting out next to the pond, drinking your drinking mint julep. my yeah my baby my my, <laughs> my my summer camp mint julep. It was a very it was a very uh, very prissy uh, little uh, summer camp. I had my it mint julep like a great case camp, <clears throat> and there I would sit watching the canoeing instructors and the archery professors the mime <laughs> experts just, yeah, the mime experts there at camp dandy so um <laughs> so yeah we're gonna move heaven on on summer camp absolutely. i love the idea of camp dandy that might come up again that just might be my next show we never know
1: i i think it that's should, how that's how inspiration strikes right. you know it's just right it's generally on a radio show zap, in the of morning.
2: course yeah. right high on high on caffeine and a basement. Um,
1: and in, in the lovely basement of WPRK. Yes. Thank you very much. Yeah, shout so, out. So uh, social media. And then what is your favorite social media channel? How do you <laughs> feel about it first? And then maybe you don't even have a favorite social media Oh, are
2: channel. you kidding? My favorite social media channel is Scruff. Undoubtedly. Scruff, it's, a, it's a gentleman's... Um, uh, uh, channel, your gay listeners just got a big chuckle on that okay gotcha. it's about anyway um <laughs> my favorite social media channel undoubtedly would be oh god, i don't know it's uh, you know move move earth on social media yeah. it's it's become a chore it's become it it's it's the the snake has devoured its own tail there's well, no longer there's no longer any fun to be had. It's all work now. Everything's work. Everyone's Every, a brand. Everyone everyone's has something a, to promote. Everyone is a brand. Everyone has. I remember the olden days when you had your little website, and then you could just link your buddy's websites in the little yep. to the left, and and now it's just it's inundation inundation of information, and it's just it's like it's exhausting. It's absolutely exhausting. I'm exhausted. Like, I'm
1: exhausted. I'm sorry. Do you want to take a quick nap? What? <laughs> okay, perfect. <clears throat> uh, you know what I was thinking though is for like Instagram, kind of like the models did with the Fire Festival, is you could get oh. paid for sponsored posts, yeah, and then not tell anybody it's sponsored. I think we'll look into that. Yeah, that's a that's a good business. I might business. pay you for <laughs> endorsing my show. And then you may not even like it, uh, you know, when, when you get paid, it's not work, uh, but, right,
2: uh, exactly. but you know, and just, <laughs> it's just the, the constant. Uh, everyone has,
1: uh, everyone has a freaking opinion, no, but naughty dandy. How do you feel about zombies in stories? Not so much in real life because I don't think they'll ever actually exist, but uh, zombies in storytelling move heaven.
2: Oh, you like them. Yes, zombies. Uh well, zombies as as a as a whole have been an excellent um metaphor from all the way through uh you know, the, I mean, starting with uh, George Romero and his <clears throat> his wonderful um his wonderful universe of of the undead that he's created, you know the the zombie as the consumer, just blind, you know, blindly trying to get into the shopping mall for right, uh, right. for Dawn of the Dead and and other ones. I actually have a have a story in my in my collection. It actually didn't make it into my book, but it is from my original, my first solo show, Dandy Darkley's Gory Hole, and it's called Bitten, and it looks at um it reimagines the hiv epidemic as though it were a zombie plague that hit the gay community oh, okay uh, and then looking at how you know zombie acceptance and zombie pride and that sort of stuff it's an early it's an early dandy story but um so the metaphors are a bit heavy handed you know and mm-hmm. not the light touch i have now but still it's um i love zombies yeah. i think i think i would I would either be eaten very quickly or I would be, you know, probably a a local despot or something, you know, there to um, rule the zombie apocalypse with a lace, with a lace, uh, with a lace glove, you know? Oh, perfect. (laughs) An iron fist inside a lace and glove.
1: Oh, I like how the lace is on the outside. You know it is. That's nice. All right. How about and this is coming up uh, here, one of your other stops on the Fringe Festival circuit in San Francisco. It's mm. going to be uh, pretty big, uh, or it's already pretty big. Driverless cars. Oh goodness! Move, move, uh, move
2: heaven for a for a driverless car, please. Just get, get in. Just tell just it. Just get where it to take in. You. Tell it. You know, just surprise me, even. You know, just. <laughs> it's <laughs> like and the we're un- off. Yeah, you know. I'm feeling lucky. Of oh, Google. absolutely. Yeah. The Russian roulette. Oh, we're in Russia. I don't know how yeah. we got here. But driverless car, move heaven. I'm all
1: for it. I like that <sighs> idea of just kind of being. It's very zen. I'm just going to end up where I'm supposed to go. Oh, the yeah. The car will take me there.
2: Yeah. I'm as blind as Helen Keller, too. So I can't see a thing past. Uh, Past the uh, past, my shiny fingernails. So, I'm more than happy just to sit back and and let let technology take over. I
1: was wondering why you kept touching my face. So yes, that's why, I, will. So I, a, I want to be able to see you. I had, I just wanted to touch you. <laughs> how about <laughs> consensual okay. touch? Speaking of consensual touch, uh, how about public pools?
2: Oh. Move earth. <laughs> move water. Get it out get of the and Public pools are wonderful as long as there are no children and it's just big burly men wearing the skimpiest little speedos possible.
1: So I'm I'm in favor of those public of those pools. Types of, but uh, public pools. Got it. Uh, uh, so coming down to Orlando, uh, theme parks. How do you feel about theme parks? I love theme parks, actually. I love themes. It really <laughs> depends on the theme of the park, I
2: suppose. Maybe, uh, I don't know. So ABBA. If Abba and the Abba theme. theme park would yeah, be amazing. We should um, look into that. I think. That's I have a- to say, my uh, my dear husband at home um, in Brooklyn, he lived in Portland, Oregon for quite a long time, and there is the strangest theme park there. It's called the Enchanted Forest, and perhaps some of your listeners uh, are aware of it. But it's this labor of love theme park that's off in the woods outside of portland yeah. and it's uh it's sort of just a, a beautiful beautifully bizarre retelling of all of the grimm's fairy tales with like kooky animatronics and uh, uh, like a little stage you know tiny little roller coaster but it is it's been it's it's one of these things where you would expect to come and find like this decrepit destroyed world but it's uh, so lovingly taken care of and everything oh oh, yeah we had a wonderful time there it reminded me very much of my childhood growing up in the south and going to so many off the beaten path kind of uh, like like sea rock city of course rock city there's this wonderful underground lake called the lost sea that Mm -hmm. we would go to and glass bottom boats with blind catfish you know and i I think uh, As much as i i do love theme parks i love the big ones a lot of times uh, you know a lot of americana exists in those off the beaten paths local yeah local local destinations that don't exist as much anymore it's a shame
1: now for the enchanted forest uh and this would i think appeal to you on some level was it the like true retelling of the grim fairy tales like the really dark and twisted stuff or was it sort of the more it was a wee bit sanitized okay, gotcha. you
2: know i mean myth, myths and legends like that have always existed to keep children from you know drowning in the pool or
1: to keep kids you from know getting from lost yeah, getting stuff like lost that. and yeah. or, or watching lost
2: <laughs> oh lost <laughs> still heartbroken about yeah. the end of that one but golden age of television there's just so much to consume yeah. um And I am an avid television fan because there is a lot of very good TV on right now. Uh, No dandy yet on television, but soon I hope. Soon, Soon, yeah. Well, this
1: will be the springboard. I think being on the show will be the springboard. You know, I think this is the start of my bigger and better things of my of my my radio career. Everyone, I certainly (laughs) have a face for radio. Same here. All right, a couple more questions. How about uh, cursive? So states are requiring it again. So you and I more than likely have to learn it when we were kids. Oh, of
2: course. I I move
1: move heaven for cursives. Right. You know, I mean, it's... uh, How else are you going to learn the word flourish?
2: Flourish? How else are you going to be able to pin a a lovely correspondence? thank you to a friend for a... Oh, for the lovely... For instance, the lovely gifts you gave me. This uh, Nick is the most generous host he gave me this morning. My Little Victims. A realistic dismemberment action kit of little just just destroyed little little characters, little, little characters yeah. and i and you will be receiving a handwritten note from me oh, as, a, as a thank you and how else would i be able to do that if without cursives without
1: cursive what the hell,
2: you know it's like a it's, world without curses. <sighs> yeah we don't want to live there life it's is horrifying.
1: more than just zap chancery you know <laughs> uh so you are very pale as i mentioned I'm you this are lovely yeah, uh, well, the, of course. well, the uh, the, you put a lot of time and effort into how you look. So, what I was curious about is I put time you, and effort, maybe not a lot, but uh, you know. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about the beach? Oh gosh,
2: awful! Move, move, earth, move the sand, move it, move away. it away. I just the beach, it's so hot. And so sandy, yep. and there's so many children at the beach. There's there children everywhere these days, yeah. more and more, and I just, I don't Not know. Not many if, children uh, at your shows, though, right? No, okay. no. <laughs> no, my shows aren't really meant for the children. Although I have been contemplating a children's show, a kids' fringe show, Dandy Darkly's, I don't know, the Beautiful Darlings. Who knows? I, I need to... Um, once we uh, clear up some court matters, when I can be near children again, then mm-hmm. perhaps we will. Uh, Perfect. We'll we'll do a children's That's show. That's time but to do it.
1: Certainly not at the beach, though. All right. One more question, and then I'm going to turn it over to some past guest questions. They have written questions for you, and you get to choose oh, if my. you want pink or green. Which question oh, you want? Well. well, let me ask you this: Cobbler, move heaven <laughs> or move
2: earth? Hmm. <sighs> Oh, you the know, dessert, not the well, no, I was saying person. I was thinking move heaven for both because I am a bit of a portly, a portly pontificator. And so I certainly enjoy a lovely cobbler, be it pecan or apple or a plum cobbler perhaps, but also I am a fan of shoes. I have quite big, chunky heels myself, so. Mm-hmm. Ideally, a cobbler who could create a cobbler would be um, uh, someone, you know, the, a cobbler double threat, perhaps. Uh, would I didn't be even a, think of that. You know, like, a, I, I do believe that would be absolutely move move heaven for, for both shoes
1: and pie. Perfect. The cobbler, cobbler. Uh, okay, so what would you like, pink or green? Let's go with green. Very good. All right, it'll be that question right there. If you could read it and then answer, well, it. what food do you wish
2: you could still eat that has either been discontinued or you can't because of
1: health reasons? Oh, that's a good one. Do you have any allergies or? My do you have gosh, it's like no.
2: A... I am an omnivore beyond and uh, beyond all consumption. Good. Um, thinking back to my childhood, mm-hmm. and um, I I was obsessed with. Oh, this is off. This is gonna paint me as the. You think I'm pale now? I was the whitest of white trash when I was little, and I do believe it's just Velveeta cheese slices. Oh, okay. I used to sit there and mow through an entire <laughs> box of those little Velveeta cheese slices, and I would just be a quivering, a quivering pile of shame, covered in little cellophane wrappers, as little tiny pudgy and white trash dandy so no one could see you but yes. then it was yeah. oh through, yes yeah. yes eating under a towel of shame <laughs> you know? so, so yes velveeta cheese slices and just just pure uh, you know i might as well just have been eating yellow rubber and you know I think, yeah. uh, and, and it's still so
1: delicious and so delicious and not
2: missed not that
1: much a little bit a little on occasion well thank you very much dandy for for playing the oh game. thank you nick and uh, you'll be here for a while yet so please stick around And we're going to play a song. This is The Wombats with, I thought this was appropriate, Tales of Girls and Boys and Marsupials oh. on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Good morning. My name is Nick. Uh, I'm here with Neil Arthur James. Good morning, Neil. Hi, Nick. How's it going? It's very good. It's very good. I like having the double guests, so we'll go back and forth oh, between yeah. you and Dandy Darkley. Yeah, Dandy Darkly was, was here just, just here. I, I,
2: this always happens. I always miss him, It's Nick. so weird. It's,
1: I've never seen you both in the room I, you at the know, same time.
2: It's, it's, it's uncanny. It really is. It's one of those... Uh, one of those things where that Neil Dandy was just here, and I'm like, oh, I missed him again. I've again. heard so much about this guy. I've heard his. I've heard all about his talent, his, his storytelling. His he's very his, handsome. Very handsome. The way very he very handsome. You know his, his haberdashery.
1: You know, oh, like yeah. very, very, very charming. Habits. Very
2: charming fellow. I hear so. He is.
1: He was. He was a gentleman and a scholar. No oh, good. Being in here earlier. So. Now well, you, I wouldn't you. go that far. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. It's very nice to be on this morning. So, Neil, I want to take you back a little bit to around 90, 1994. All right. And there's, there's a reason I'm going in this okay. direction. So bear right. with me here and I apologize in advance. Uh, so I just read a bunch of Woody Allen's essays and stuff, okay. and one of them was, uh, he, you know, it was, it was very much in the absurd vein. Oh yeah. absurdism. Uh, I, it's, um, you, yeah. I don't know if you've ever read any of his stuff, but it's, it's a little bit like his early movies, like yeah. the silly kind of things where you mm-hmm. talk to the camera or this person right. come in. And, uh, one of the things he wrote was, uh, sort of these fake college courses. Mm. And so I tried to write something in that vein, and then I realized I wanted to write, uh, or I wanted to develop a character. Mm-hmm. And so I came up with Doctor Julius Manglehide, <laughs> and who's not a real doctor, right? And the idea was that he uh, was a dream analyst, and so he wrote a book called uh, "The Symbols of Dreams" and "Great Cheesecake Recipes." You have a friend show right there, right, my exactly, friend. You're exactly. ready. You're ready to hit the road. Uh, but, you know, what was nice about it, it ended up becoming something I used when I was writing for uh, a comedy channel in America Online when everybody thought that that was the Internet. Oh, yeah. And so people would send me their dreams and I would analyze them. My grandmother them. still thinks it's the, it's the <laughs> Internet, actually. I may have talked to her a couple of times. Yeah, chatted, and uh, uh, you know, people. It was fun to be that because I could say whatever I wanted. I right. could say the things I was thinking. There's I power could...
2: in an alternate e- uh, alter alter ego,
1: right? So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about where the the experience of or that voice came mm-hmm. from for you when it came to to Dandy. Yeah, so um, Dandy Darkly
2: came. Well, first, let's. Um, growing up, i'm i'm a I'm an out and proud homosexual gay man, queer, even as the kids say these days. Um, and uh, growing up in the rural South, I'm from a very small town in Northwest Georgia. Uh, you know, I didn't really have a whole lot in the way of 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 gay icons, you know, to look towards. But in particular, you know, I, I think a lot of 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 young gay people, there's a lot of uh, diva worship among you know a lot of the you know a lot of the big sassy um ladies who you know kind of uh, some young gay people are you know drawn towards mm-hmm. that wasn't my case at all i was absolutely enthralled by the the mean-spirited uh lisping old sissies of 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 Television, yore, you know, like Paul Lind and Charles Nelson Reilly mm-hmm. and uh, Liberace, you know, all of the um, they would, they could, they could spit an insult in one moment, slap a backhanded compliment to someone else, and you know, s- swill a martini a and then yeah, yeah, yeah. spit out another, you know, another scathing, hilarious insult, you know, and and they all spoke with this sort of a um. Sort of secret language, you know, through their through their, because um, they had to have a veiled language of a coded language of their own, you know, on television, winking right. and nudging, and and as a little kid, I just for some reason I was so drawn to these kind of mean mean old fellows, but also kind of fabulous and funny fellows mm-hmm. as well, you oh, know. Yeah. Um, makes me uh, Scott Thompson as uh, Buddy Cole on The Kids in the Hall in particular was a was a Character who you know I, I really, really was absolutely, absolutely adored. You know, uh, growing up, and um, and so that little fellow, that little aspect of, of of Neil, you know, was kind of tucked away in there. This sort of fascination with that. Um, also, I just I love ghost stories. Growing up, mm-hmm. I was a, um, I was obsessed with Georgia ghost stories. <clears throat> Pardon me. Georgia ghost stories, my grandfather loved to uh, tell uh, tell my brother and I, our cousin um, you know, stories like this and and I actually have uh, I have um eight track cassettes of me at five years old telling ghost stories. little tiny Neil like spit sputtering out and in job, you know or mm-hmm. I don't know I, yeah. I, I, I can barely speak, but still you can tell them. The is there yeah uh, it, la- it lacks the technical uh, excellence that, that you know that i'm i've put upon myself now of course but it's it's certainly there the passion's there and from there you know the two sort of organically merged uh, later into this character dandy darkly um just as speaking of websites and the internet i had begun writing this uh, fiction website um about this embittered little mean exorcist who lived in this sort of fantasy version of manhattan Mm -hmm. and from there was an opportunity through a good friend of mine who is a a neo vaudevillian in um in new york uh he was part of this comedy duo fine Fine and dandy and they were doing a, a vaudeville halloween show at stonewall the the famed stonewall inn in new york and that was October of 2010, and he was like, I love your website, I love your writing. You, you mentioned that you have a, a theater background, why don't you just perform one of your stories as Dandy Darkly? And so I, you know, cobbled together a, mm-hmm. little, um, a little, this sort of like little steampunk Dandy Clown persona, and then uh, dandy was born at you know at stonewall inn that night and it's just sort of taken off since then it's been it's been really rewarding too just kind of finding these two avenues and being able to sort of twist them together into this little beautiful knot of a of a weirdo who's always kind of been hiding in there but just and desperately desperately wanting to get out
1: and what I like about, and, and you know, I'm going to see the show tonight. So, Myth Mouth is your current show. It's yeah. the Orlando Fringe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have uh, five more chances to see it. So, five more shows Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And we can go over the times. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, if somebody's familiar with the fringe <clears> already or if somebody's not, I think this is the perfect opportunity to go and see a couple of shows. Oh, absolutely. Um, but, you know, that. but I I have to say, the, the Orlando
2: locals are fervent. Fringe mm-hmm. attendees like uh, beyond any festival I've done so far I think like really this the anticipation of the Fringe coming into your city here is um it's palpable among the um among the locals and and the volunteers who are so yeah, enthused yeah. and I have to give a, a huge thank you to all of the volunteers uh because honestly without volunteers to run you know the the many moving parts of of a festival this size it's the it's the oldest in in the United in the States US, yeah um, you know it's it simply it would collapse you know so it's really you know you, you have the producers and you have the performers and everything but ultimately it's the people who are literally there just, Opening the door for audiences to go in, or you know, doing some of the most thankless a ticket, things, selling know? the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my hats off
1: to every single volunteer. Well, it's good because you've been to quite a few French festivals. Yeah, you've done quite a few. You've done edit- Edinburgh. I've, I've, yeah,
2: I've done the Edinburgh Fringe for yep. the past four years. I've taken a new show every year, and it's it's kind of grown on its own, and um, at least my 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 work has is what I mean. Um, and that's just been an insane experience you know it, it's it's the largest in the world it's uh, over three thousand. i think the last tally was a bit uh, a bit over three thousand shows a day you know so you're really scrambling That's amazing you're it's sink or swim you know and so they're doing shows in every possible venue every a closet nook and, yeah yeah they're and, doing and, a show and in. that you know and yeah i mean that would be a great idea actually to do a coming out show in a closet and then the oh, end yeah. <laughs> and you look, you literally yeah, come out and you literally and no but but you you think of you think of creative ways in which to stage a show and yeah. that's also one of the things that is so good about seeing as many shows as you can as an artist at a fringe festival taking in your peers work because it gives you a great appreciation of the work they're doing but also it gives you a, a an even greater appreciation of where you can do work and you can produce a show you know um I think all too often we, um, artists uh, can, can really limit yourself to, oh, I just want to do it in sort of a black box area or something like that. And, um, and while there are certainly advantages to that, you know, technical support, lights, you know, and depending sound, on the show and, itself, and yeah, of course, um, there's great power to, uh, to just kind of doing it in a, in a really kooky kind of. <clears throat> strange location my 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 mo- my most favorite show of the year i do every year is in uh provincetown in massachusetts at mm-hmm. the very tip of uh, of cape cod um it's sort of a little gay gay destination and a gay, every
1: a destination a gay destination. Okay, okay. uh, i like mashing words yeah together. you
2: know i do too uh mash them um and uh, and i do a performance down under uh this this wharf it's a and it has it has a improper name so I, I I don't want to get buzzed well dandy's the one with the potty in the mouth not yes, that's me true. <clears throat> I'm very pro- I'm very proper myself yes um, I've noticed that so far you know uh, but it's down in the shadows under this uh, wharf where uh, gentlemen sometimes congregate late at night mm-hmm. to discuss the, you know, various know, the, things. the rising prices of silver sure, sure. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> their stocks and bonds bondage um and uh and so i have flashlights for everyone and i tell ghost stories down there in the dark and it's become quite a little uh fun secret show that i do every summer there
1: and uh but not a traditional theater base no or... no
2: non-traditional yeah. yeah and i and i think dandy is decidedly non-traditional oh, um, for sure. but the funny thing is I, as fringe festivals increase in popularity i am discovering that he, like my act, other acts, there are some who might almost be too fringe for fringe, you know, which is something that, um, that I think the, the industry itself, it's funny how, um, the, the first, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival was developed as a response to the Edinburgh, um, I believe International Arts Festival, I forget, I, I don't know the exact name of the festival, but the Fringe came as a result of the artists who weren't chosen <clears throat> to be in, couldn't this, get in, in there. this first, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and and I th- believe it's their 70th uh, anniversary this upcoming year. But anyway, and as a result, the Fringe was developed, and then Fringe Arts became um, we're there to uh, as a response to that, but now it's funny how like the the fringe itself is almost more popular and more mainstream. You see a lot more established artists kind of going into fringe festivals, mm-hmm. you know, looking for an audience, and it's good and bad. It's it certainly gives uh it gives it gives credence and it gives um I guess respectability to uh to the fringe world, but at the same time, you know it can really sort of even push out artists who are even a little more avant-garde or, or a um, little more or, edgy. Yeah. So is that something itchy. you're saying,
1: Cause you've been obviously to a lot of other fringe festivals. You're doing five, four, five this summer. Yeah.
2: This summer I'm doing, um, I, I just did the Tampa fringe. Yep. It was there. It was their first year and it
1: was a fantastic fringe festival. Great that it's right before the Orlando fringe. Hey, artists can come down. Listen, I, do I think,
2: right I think, uh, I think, um, Tampa's going to prove itself to be, if, if you're doing the Orlando Fringe, you, you, you're going to want to do that because, you know, it was a great three shows to, mm-hmm. to, you know, get the rust off the spokes and get it back and going. So I'm doing Tampa, Orlando, Providence um, in Rhode Island, which is a really wonderful, intimate uh, fringe. The Chicago uh, Fringe Festival, it's a big one.
1: And then San Francisco. So I'm excited about those. That's very cool. And then do you, so traveling all that time, taking off of work and everything else is mm-hmm. this something that you feel that you have to do these are uh, these are your opportunities to really hone your craft your oh, chosen craft yeah absolutely <clears throat> I love it you know it's
2: uh, it's it's like I said I've always just been a little ham a little storyteller class clown my first big laugh came as the Cheshire cat in kindergarten you know uh, f- waving my arms around in front of the, in front from the the class and got a laugh and i was addicted yeah a, you know you knocked alice off the oh, stage and you're like it's applause, about applause applause it's <laughs> it's it's more powerful than crystal meth you know there's nothing there's nothing that's as addictive and um and i love it you know and yeah taking taking work off can be you know eventually i hope the the plan is that you know this is full-time work and but you know right now it's 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 the I'm doing the epitome of of the solo show everything you see costume writing the the backdrop I made you know my little hats shoes it's all um it's 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 really a one-man show and it's uh and it's really rewarding you know because I can be a bit OCD in terms of like Hands on, you know. Right, I it's, think it's like literally, I'm, I'm gonna have to have someone break my fingers to finally just be like, "Let's be able to let it go. Let's take to, care yeah, of yeah, this yeah. this portion of it." and So and when you, you and Dandy
1: to... go over there and plot your next thing, you know, <laughs> Some so when you get signed to your big TV deal, because again, after doing the show, oh, that's of obviously course. the next. Step. No,
2: I, 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 the, I, the producers are upstairs yeah. waiting for me to c- creep yeah. out of this, uh, out of this basement. Out of the basement,
1: <clears throat> out of the basement into the light. That's what <clears throat> into I was saying. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it it's was dark light. when I came down here.
1: It's going to be light when it's when light. we when we ascend. Wonderful, wonderful. All right, so why don't we do uh, another song? I wanted to play this guy, and you mentioned the kids in the hall. Yeah. Uh, so Bruce McCullough is one of my oh. favorites. I got to do it. Uh, actually, I got to do a class with Kevin McDonald, but Bruce McCullough's uh, album "Shame Based Man." I don't know if you've ever heard it. No, is fantastic, and it's very much in the same vein. Uh, spoken word Mm -hmm. but with music in the background that goes with it so reminded me a lot of your show so i wanted to play this particular track uh it's called daddy's on the drink Mm. and so this is bruce mccullough of uh the kids in the hall i look forward to it all right very good neil we'll be back with you in a few short moments right after the song on wprk winter park florida you're listening to a certain degree bruce mccullough on wprk winter park florida that was from shame based man Daddy's on the drink. That was great. That was a lot of fun. That was fun. I'm back. I, I um, can relate. Yeah. Oh, nice. Like the fringe is a lot
2: of of drinking as well. You know. Oh, okay. Oh, you can relate in that sense.
1: Yeah, I can. Not yeah, not, that dad not my,
2: my father wasn't an abusive alcoholic. No, no, no. Oh, okay, very
1: good. Very good. <laughs> Uh Neil Arthur James is here with me. Good morning. My name is Nick, you're listening to a certain degree. Neil, thank you again for you're coming You're welcome. Out Good Irving. morning. And we'll have Dandy on again in a little bit. Yeah, if he'll we can be track back. Him down. He'll be if I can find him. I yeah. you know, it's like He was looking through the CDs uh in the library here at WPRK and basically uh scratching out the name of the artist and writing his name. You know, he's he's
2: a them. bit of he's got an ego about him. He really does. And we're trying to work on that, but you know, in, In your he's therapy session, yeah, he's a sales. He's a he. He likes to sell himself. So yeah, no, I by any that. means, any means, oh, even that's if genius. You know, I should have. I, yeah. I should have. I wish
1: I had thought of that. <laughs> uh, so let's talk a little bit about your background as far as education goes. You went yeah. to the University of uh, Georgia, Go Dogs. Very nice. Yeah. And you were a theater major. I was a theater major.
2: I. Originally, you know, coming from the small town that I came from, and also Cedartown, Georgia, lovely, mm-hmm. to, you know, the hometown of Sterling Holloway, the original voice of Winnie the Pooh. Uh, that's oh, okay. our one little little claim Client to fame. fame. Um, Cedar Town, Georgia. Coming from there, you know, I uh, the 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 kids who were who were destined to to get out of there, you know, as far as career counseling goes, you know, our our our. Bless her heart, our lovely counselor, you know, in, in high school was like, well, you can be a lawyer or a doctor. What would you like to be, Neil? You know, and so I loved Doogie Hauser, so I was like, I'll be a doctor. Let's go to the University of Georgia. So promptly failing my first chemistry course, uh-huh. I was like, well, what do I really want to do? And, uh, and I took an introduction to theater class and was really blown away by you know just the history of theater and the uh, the the world that all of the moving parts that go into the collaborative effort of creating you know creating a piece of, of theatrical art you know on stage and so the uh, the program there was a, at the time I, I i can't speak of 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 what it is at this point um but at the time it was a very classical classical theater program um the Actors were encouraged to uh, to to take a lot of the design courses as well. You know, uh, set making, uh, painting, and costume uh, costume classes, which has served me fantastically in terms of you know I'm my own costume and cobbler
1: and you know backdrop everything else yeah. uh, all of it. Um, Well, that that also gives you good background in doing other things because you may end up in theater, but you may not end up performing. Well, it
2: also just gives it gives an actor a better appreciation of all of the work that goes into it, you know, and I think it makes you a much more. um, I think it just makes you a better performer all around to know all the all the hands that went into, you know, I I think with, you know, the YouTube generation, I think, is very focused on self, 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 you know, Mm -hmm. and. um, and, and, and I think we need to realize that, you know, it is, it is collaboration, everything and that, and that's the beauty of, of, of art as far as I'm concerned, uh, working with it, with, with others. And the theatrical program there was a very, you know, there was a lot of clowning, a lot of uh, Shakespeare, Moliere, you know, Ibsen, a lot of very, very um focused on the, on the classics. Sure. um But they had a fantastic study abroad program. In Italy, studying the Commedia dell'arte, and uh, I went off to Parma and studied with the Commedia um, clown master Antonio Antonio Fava. For uh, you know, the the world came to uh, came to Georgia in 1996, and I headed off to Italy and uh, had a wonderful summer studying clowning, and. Um, and th- and that really has influenced the character of Dandy and you know his his physical movements his you know body postures and posing and and um, gesticulation as I perform um, <clears throat> and I think that's also just part of the of the organic process in which. My writing voice, um, my interest in the occult and ghost stories and uh, fantasy and those sorts of things paired with clowning and, uh, and you know, a very sort of bombastic classical um, mm-hmm. persona that, that Dandy kind of uh, inhabits on stage, uh, you know, as opposed to, well, he's a clown, he's a clown, but it's also um, people are off... People are like are you a drag a drag queen and i'm like you know I, dandy isn't a drag queen if anything i think dandy's a drag king you know which is i uh, it's funny because uh, there's a lot of um uh, the world of drag is is not limited to the the gender of who might be performing a certain character i know some really fantastic cisgender which means uh, uh you know the, the the sex the gen the sex your sexual identity that you were born as is the one that matches up so i'm a cisgender male playing a drag king character you mm-hmm. know sort of a, a heightened version of of a um, of sort of a uh, this going back to the, the the brilliant old sissies that i so idolized you know growing up like sure. like charles lind uh, charles nelson riley and paul lind etc and um <clears throat> And so, you know, my, my training there at the University of Georgia certainly influenced all of that and the very um, the very um, sort of stuffy, very classical, you know, theater program.
1: Well, you have that dichotomy, too, of a, of a clown, which you wouldn't expect to be doing something, performing sort of a, a classical sort of character or classical sort of mm-hmm. uh, performance. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of fun for you to play with as well. Is it is a lot of fun. That, you have that persona. You might have... People expecting a certain thing once they see your poster or once they see your picture or once they see you oh, in, in yeah. person.
2: I have to say the best compliment I can ever get after a show is someone coming up, and, and I've heard it many times. They're just like, mm, I had I had no idea that's what it was, you yeah. know, because there's a lot, you know, a, 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 a an image is worth a thousand words, you know, but Dandy Darkly has... 5000 more words to actually add on top of that once once the performance <laughs> once, there, once yeah. the performance begins and um and you know people do come in with a lot of expectations of what a clown does you know and and in particular lately with the the the, the terrifying uh, uh, terrifying spree of 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 creepy clowns oh, clown running and running across the uh, when you've got the, the movie world. coming out in uh, October November the it remake yes the it remake yeah which looks really actually it looks legitimately scary it
1: looks really scary
2: i know am yeah i'm afraid of clowns it's funny <laughs> but I, people cuz that's that's always some people are like i'm afraid of clowns and, and 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 honestly dandy wherever he is in this studio he's he's probably one of the sweetest clowns but clowns are pretty, pretty spooky, you know. There's, it's that, it goes back to it's. Um, I had a, I had a reviewer in uh, Edinburgh last year. She, I, I think she was a student reviewer. I don't know, but she wrote that like, um, she was like, why does he even need the costume? Why does he need need the the makeup and everything? He's he's. He's just a great storyteller without all that. Why does he need it? And uh, I need it because, you know, um, and this is one of the major themes of, of the show Myth Mouth. It's, it's looking at the tribe and how we've always had these people who kind of lead the tribe in terms of their ceremonial capacity for the people there. You know, the the vestments that our, our priests uh, our priests and shamans and spiritual leaders wear, you know, the things that the, the pageantry and the, and the hats and the costumes and the makeup, you know, it, it's like it's like a tribal mask that, that we wear in particularly for for gay men. And women and and the queer community, you know, we, that's why you know our our gay bars are our are our churches. You know, it's our places. It's, it's sacred places, which God forbid, uh, which is why the the tragedy at Pulse was such a such a re- gut wrenching thing. Uh, and, and that was felt across the world when that happened you yeah. know and because those are our places of worship and and the people who don these wigs and heels and everything there are uh there are our, uh, our spiritual leaders in many way you know it's um that's why we we have to do that and and it and it goes back to a a tradition that's older than all of us you know that uh, the myth mouth the the main interstitial bits that tie all the stories together focus on this little little caveman named cha-cha the caveman and cha-cha was that first little fellow who decided to don himself something and risk it all by stepping out into the the light of the fire and you know and start telling stories he was Mm -hmm. our first storyteller our first prophet poet proselytizer liar delinquent hacker addict genius you know that's from the show but uh, you know, he was the first one to get out there and kind of turn all the heads and then from there, you know, it's the story of Chacha's, chas f- you know, rise and fall, of course, follows a familiar pattern of anyone, uh, who's kind of obsessed with celebrity and, and whatnot, um,
1: and but so, it's also an autobiographical story too, right? Or it, a number of stories.
2: Oh yeah, see and that's the other thing too, getting back earlier to talking about the moth and, you know, and the concept of a true story, you know, everything has flourishes. Everything is everything is seen through the lens of memory, you know, when it's retold. And a lot of my storytelling certainly has has auto, autobiographical elements this particular show the themes of myth mouth focus on religion addiction and social media obsession and, and you know i've certainly had my own issues with uh, substance abuse from time to time um looking at the uh, looking at you know religious highs and chemical lows looking at that cycle of sort of like ecstasy and euphoria and depression and you know questioning yourself questioning the the nature of your art of you know where you're going and what direction you know it's um it's it sounds awfully heavy and very not not interesting <laughs> it's actually a really funny 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 weird show
1: um, but it's nice that it has those underlying themes that it's not oh, just yeah. it's not just a comedy it's, it's not, not just a... it's not it's
2: it's it, my my work is is very poignant and it really it really touches it, it, it resonates with audiences um Uh, Some very powerfully, you know, there's uh, the stories are surprisingly uh, poignant, surprisingly, um, surprisingly rooted in the real for all of the fantasy and all of the mythology and all of the um, all of the supernatural paranormal elements that I write into my work Um, at at the core of every story is a very real, uh, a very real um, creation that um, that that really, really. really lands uh, lands in the um in the world of 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 of, of truth i guess mm-hmm. you know there it's 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 there
1: good well, we're going to play a couple commercials. We'll have another song, and then we're going to ask Dandy back to come in for some bad business ideas. Oh God! I think he could be a spokesperson for some of these, and I, I would like to talk to him about that. Uh, my apologies, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'll go find him. All right. Very good. Uh, Neil, thank you very much. You'll be back, too, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the show. But if you're wondering, uh, dandydarkly.com is, yeah. is the place to go Absolutely. Uh, to learn more about Dandy, about Neil, uh, and about when you can go see Dandy, yeah, for the most part, uh, yeah. at one of his shows this week here in Orlando. So, you're listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Tom Lair once again this morning on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. I will get to you, Dandy. Just slow down. Already clearing your throat. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not doing a thing, Nick. I'm just just thankful that blabbermouth is gone yes neil is is not here anymore Uh, so we've got dandy back good morning my name is nick you're listening to certain degree wprk winter park florida my special guest today is dandy darkly good morning dandy good morning listeners hello dandy is here as part of the fringe festival and Mm. because he's a dear dear old friend of mine as of one and a half hours ago that's long enough as far as i'm concerned right i think anybody would say that about me and uh, most people do so, Dandy, I wanted to talk to you. You're a you're a business person. You've written a book. Yes, I've, I've, it. I've written a
2: of a it. Book, a book, Dandy right Darkly, six hundred and sixty six tales of sex and death, volume one. Volume one. So I've i got assume. twenty down.
1: Volume, wait, there's 20 in here. There's 20 of them in there. 300 volumes, you
2: know, there's going to be. (laughs) I'm determined, (laughs) I I love it. You know, I got 646 left in me, and uh, it's available on Amazon and Kindle. Or I usually have a copy or two with me, just just ask me and I'll
1: sell you one. And you can go to dandydarkly.com to learn more about it. So, you are uh, famous. And so what I'd like in to my do own mind, yes. is talk to you about uh, what I usually do in this segment is called bad business ideas. I would normally pitch you to bad mm. business ideas, and you have to pick the best of the worst. I see. But I feel like now that I have a celebrity on, no. I, an endorsement might be uh, a better idea. So mm. I want to pitch you some of the winning ideas from past shows that I think <gasps> would really appeal to the the dandy and all of us, oh, yes. but specifically the dandy and you. I hey, there's a
2: <laughs> there's a. I like I would like it.
1: Like I would. I, I like a little dandy and everyone actually. So <laughs> I thought so. So dandy, the first idea uh, was there's a company in Japan. which, oh. let's face it, they're on the cutting edge of everything. Yes, yeah, so including the, the sex weird robots, stuff. all sorts of things. Yep. Yeah. So what were they? They were doing a uh, 3D printed figurines of uh, loved ones who've passed away. Oh my goodness! So smaller, not full size. Yeah, oh, okay. But smaller, <laughs> little statuettes and things like and that. I'm, and then,
2: of course, the macabre part of me immediately thinks that the, you know the, how they passed away and is there right. could it
1: be like a, a death mask sort of a sort of situation? There? Oh, that would be lovely. So what I was thinking is not so much to do those because somebody's already doing. Yeah, it. it's but, been done already. But, Moving you know, the, the figurine would just sit there, right? Yeah. Unless you hired our company, which is called Bring Out Your Dead. So <sighs> what you would do is give us access to your home, and what we would do is move it around. Oh, my goodness. And spook you out. So one day you're going to get a glass of lemonade. There's Gamma under the sink where you keep your body. <laughs> I love it. And maybe you're getting into the shower, and there's Uncle Mortimer watching you. So, and, yeah, and yes. you don't know where it's going to be. So it's spooky. It's like they're still there with you on some level, haunting I, you. So,
2: I, I not only endorse it. I would be happy to be <laughs> the one sneaking into people's homes and putting their dead relatives in precarious to. places. But wait, before you answer, there's right. more. Well, okay, oh, so that's
1: okay. bring out your dead. I'm always overly enthusiastic. No, no, no. I love it. I, this is great. Maybe you want to endorse all of them. Uh, so, Dandy, can we all agree that grave robbing is bad? Grave robbing, well, yes, it's, it depends on how many gold teeth are in there, but yes, yes, it's, it's awful, it's bad. And... What about grave borrowing? So, what how do you do we, mean? How do we really know what your deceased friend, so this is, a, again, we're going to the deceased, uh, is going through. What are the, how do you know what they're going through unless you walk a mile in their shoes right. in the ground? So what we would do is create a, a final besting place, <laughs> or, or you could call it coff friends. Oh. Yeah. And so you would share their last journey. So we'd set up little cameras and stuff and maybe you could sit in the coffin with them for a little bit just to see what it's like. That's beautifully yeah. morbid. Yeah, I thought you would like that. I do like that. Although I
2: am a wee bit claustrophobic. I uh, have okay, to so say. maybe this
1: is So I really think the this is cameras need, I, maybe rather you know, than.
2: The- but- fan of being on camera so okay. you know it, it's a give and take <laughs> i mean i would suffer i would suffer through an and i would suffer through a crippling bout of claustrophobia just to have just it put, put on the internet camera. or something you oh, know we, you know it's it's the way we, we live the, humanity lives now to be recorded i mean if if, if 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 there's not a camera or a microphone in your face what's the point nick there's no no point but i i i do you have any more pitches? Or I do. Th- oh, yeah, I'm keep just wondering them, keep about keep the them other coming.
1: six days and 22 hours that I'm not on the radio. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm very depressed now.
2: Oh, well, uh, that's...
1: Uh, do you ever binge any shows on, like, any of the streaming services, like Netflix or Hulu or anything else? No. <sighs> uh. I, uh, Dan, did you have time to watch TV? Because you you're
2: know, always out in the I'm always performing. so busy. I'm just being pulled in every possible direction. Probably got
1: Hollywood calling and
2: no agents
1: just, and uh, it's
2: mainly protective child services. But, okay. uh, <laughs> There's but that um, too. <laughs> no, constantly
1: on the go, 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 go. Well, um, I'm just so one of the things that I, I struggle with is I, I do like to binge shows, but then yeah. I don't have anybody to talk to while I'm binging it. So we create a company called Binge Stinge. Which would or allow you... Buddies. Or binge buddies. That's an even... I knew I was talking to the right person about this. Yes. And you could have people come over and watch movies with you. And then maybe they could spend the night... And just hang out. Yes. And because they may not have any place to go. Yes. So this might actually tie into the Fringe Festival tour where people need places to stay.
2: Us us gay people have already have that. It's called a hookup app, Nick. (laughs) And you, you, okay. And there's even, there's, there's even a euphemism uh, chill and Netflix. Is, oh. uh, is an actual I literal think Netflix and chill Netflix. oh I well, guess you do it uh, oh, the Nick, other way you seem to know uh, more you know, about this I mean than I read I it realize. on the internet yeah uh, on mm-hmm. some I see. level I
1: see uh we talked about summer camps earlier yes oh uh, so one of the issues I have is they have all these summer camps now like when we were kids it was basically one kind of summer camp The well two there was the yeah. dandy. yeah, yeah dandy and camp. Was, uh, and, and,
2: and then uh, And then just
1: regular, non-fabulous
2: summer camps. Right, just super boring. Uh,
1: But now they have, you could do filmmaking, you could do acting, you could do uh, basically working with animals, any number of summer camps. Why do parents push their children these days to
2: figure everything out by the time they're eight years old? Right. I don't, but here's the thing. Animal husbandry at seven. Animal husbandry
1: camp, I think, is not as popular as Time to milk old Betsy. This is just a trick to get us to work on the farm, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a good idea. And Awful. Well, what they don't have is something that will teach them some real world things that they need to know. So, for yes. example, I want to create a, a camp. It's called uh, Snappy Campers, Snappy Camp, uh, <laughs> that, would, uh, that would teach them, like, how to be and how Slytherin. Like, so, for example... How to lie better. My oh. daughter is terrible at lying. And I feel like that's a skill she's going to need. Yes, absolutely. It's in, the, in the future of this world. She's going to
2: need to be able you, to do You're going to well. need
1: to know to. Uh, Covering your tracks. These are some of the, uh, the things you would learn at this camp. Yes. Uh, finding a person's weak spot. It sounds like a jihadi camp. Like, they'll send you oh. off for, like, homegrown terrorists. Is this, uh, no, is this. No, 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 no. Somewhere in the be, Ozarks. So, there yeah. would be a class about ninja throwing stars. <laughs> Uh, there would be arts and crafts, yes. of course. Uh, and then crushing your enemies, I think, would be a big part well, of it as know. well. It's
2: you uh, know, So, oh, I think that... I miss my ninja-throwing stars. <laughs> I was a white trash child. Very really. nice. Really, I don't even know. Is that offensive to say white
1: trash? Maybe. I don't know. I don't... Maybe? I don't know. Yeah.
2: This day, everything is I'm so... I'm Canadian, so... You're, that's why you're so... Oh, and that's, oh, that explains so much, so much now, Nick. The hair and I the... I get it. The hair, the syrup. You know, just all the syrup. Just that's <laughs> all it hurts. <laughs> he, ladies guess. and gentlemen, he's sat here chugging
1: just maple syrup. Yep. For, I was like, gosh, here we have coffee, but not Nick. No, no just syrup all the time. Uh, one last one, and then I'll let you decide on which one you like. All the right. Best. So what's the best part dandy of going to the dentist? Mm, my gosh, I don't know the teeth whitening. I, I have what's no the, idea uh, I like the, um, the lead blanket when they're doing the x Oh, it's very cozy. It cozy? It's very it's comforting.
2: So, it's like Being held by a giant
1: giant. Well, it's being like being held down like you can't like move. A, yeah, yeah So what if we created a line of heavy metal blankets uh, for people to have at home? Mm. And so you wouldn't be able to move. Uh, You'd be less stressed because Mm -hmm. you'd be really frozen in place. You'd probably have to have somebody rescue you in the morning uh, and, and put you to bed. But yeah, that's the idea behind it. You could have it's different like, metals. I think like, copper does certain things. Or and and really, depending on the decor of your bedroom, you could
2: really choose a nice metal to help help. You know, if you have Compliment a nice it. a nice yeah. autumn, perhaps a copper metal blanket would like help it. offset that. It's almost like voluntary sleep paralysis. Also, you know yeah. that, that <laughs> it's like you're so you're just so weighted down. You know, wake up and I don't know. It's uh, yes, I so.
1: Okay, so we've got those the, are all excellent, excellent we've got choices. Heavy metal blankets. We've got the camp. Yes. We've got the binge buddies, mm-hmm. uh, co friends, and bring out your dad. I have to say, bring out your dad.
2: Okay. That, 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 I think that was your first best. I think your best pitch was your first one. So you will 3D print I your, put your my deceased little, loved one. Pinched Barbara Corcoran, you know hat on and I do believe bring out your dead is going to be the one Perfect. that that really it, it Legitimately startles investors And uh, and their loved ones. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And <laughs> what what's better than 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 meemaw peeking out from the um, From behind the the uh, the washing machine. You yeah, know, yeah, to, to exactly. really encourage you to uh, to to fork over some money that Sounds a bit well, threatening, uh, Yeah, actually, <laughs> does. doesn't it? I yeah, but so. well,
1: I like the idea that if they do come home while you're there, you're in your full regalia. Yeah, always. And that might also be a little bit scary as well. It could be, depending on what you're into, I suppose, <laughs> depending on your kinks. <laughs> I like that. Okay, well, thank you for that, Dandy. We're going to talk to you a little bit more uh, again in a little bit. But before that, we're going to play a song. Then Neil's going to come back. We're going to talk about the writing process and how music comes into mm. it. I'm so fascinated by this with the show. Oh, absolutely. And then will you join us again and do a quick uh, excerpt from like Mythmouth?
2: Mouth? If I must,
1: I will. You must. I... Oh, yeah. I will. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> Let <laughs> me go good. find that blabbermouth. He's out there talking about himself somewhere.
1: Well, we're going to play some Los Zephiros. And I thought this was uh, uh, apropos because it's called La Luna Entumirada. Mir- mir- Ooh, well, that know. sounds very uh, exotic. The moon is in your eye.
0: Oh, so, Nick, yes,
1: thank you. All about I'll you, shantay, mister. Yes, of course. And you're listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Los Sefiros on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was La Luna Entumerada. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Again, I'm Canadian. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. I guess I should be at least bilingual. I feel like sometimes I'm barely... Unilingual, is that a phrase? Uh, I am back here at the WPRK studios with Neil Arthur James. Good morning again, Neil. Hey, good morning, Nick. Thank you so happy much for to be back. back. Yeah, yeah. I like how we're we're switching you and Dandy out. Um, I feel like it's a very smooth transition. You know, from... it's as smooth as it can be. You know, we're, we're, <laughs> we're you know he he's
2: here and about you know lurking around. Uh, mm-hmm. Almost like to bring out your dad. Uh, uh, right? Uh, oh, you that heard pitch. That. I was listening through with yeah. a glass to the wall That's outside, and um, you know he'll just pop up every now and then, and um, and you just have to kind of roll with it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That's good advice. That's good life advice. It is. You <laughs> know, when when, life, when when life pontif- when life when life gives you a, a flourishing pontificating uh, drag clown, you just just, just make lemonade. Give-
1: <laughs> <laughs> you make him some lemonade because. You want to keep him happy. Absolutely. <laughs> and he's obsessed with lemonade. Uh, I wanted oh. to talk to you a little bit about the writing process. Yeah. I'm always fascinated by how people do this. And you've really evolved your style and your voice over the last few years mm-hmm. um, in two ways. Um, obviously, you've been performing uh, every year. So you you mentioned going to uh, the Edinburgh yeah. Festival. You've been and, doing a new show every and year. Also, and also just the nature of the uh, Edinburgh Festival. Um, you
2: know, it's it's a month-long festival, here, the uh, the Orlando Fringe, I believe, is... A couple weeks. Uh, yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but, you know, whereas here, like, you know, I have seven shows. Um, you know, it's it's really trial by fire of, over in Scotland because it is... Um, you're literally doing, like, 22 or so shows back-to-back every day. Um you know uh, one day off is a blessing you know that i give myself in the middle so i can try to catch some shows that i might have conflicts with um, right right uh unable to see but you know and so doing a show that many times affords itself so many uh, a lot of um discoveries you know uh, about yourself your stamina about just the stuff you know what you're creating and what you're producing um and so it, you know it's 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 great and then it, and then it it, it it makes coming to um coming to a festival like like Orlando even that much more um uh, rewarding i think because um you know when you do have a day off you know between two shows it's like oh wow this is awesome yeah. I have to now go and enjoy the festival a bit more than i'm able to you know at some other at at, at that at that gargantuan
1: uh meat grinder
2: of a uh, festival yeah, yeah
1: so all of the dandy darkly shows are one-man shows so yeah. it's just you up there yeah and it is uh i guess it's a it's a series of monologues i, I know mm-hmm. MythMouth mouth is but are they all kind of in the same vein? yeah so um oh, the series of stories yes yeah,
2: so there it's a my shows are typically a compilation of stories um very much in sort of like the Typically focusing on a character, you know, uh, a fictitious character of some sort. Typically in the in the style of like, um, I don't know, The Canterbury Tales, for example, mm-hmm. parables. Like you know, uh, uh, there's. Um, one story from a a show past uh, the bear skinner was about portly patton who was a uh, a little fat lad who would never grow up to be a bear which is a a bear in uh, the gay subculture is a hirsute a hairy macho you know homosexual so he'll never grow up to be a bear so he decides to skin himself a bear skin suit so he can you know wear his pelt around you know to acclimate into the the subculture you know and another one uh looks examines um uh, for instance, uh, Captain Chad, this very mean little pirate who lives off the coast of Fire Island and he guts himself a mermaid you know in order to win favor with the with the locals there you know so they're very macabre and very funny um but they're very focused on a particular character, the character's flaws, and uh, and the the character's uh, successes, and uh, and despite all of the um, all of the frivolity
1: and the fantasy, they're very much grounded in in reality. A lot of the stories. Um, so the stories that you're pulling from, I, I know with MythMouth, it seems like a lot of them are uh, existing stories that people <coughs> may know. Uh, yeah uh, cha-cha you mentioned earlier yeah cha the cave cave. yeah so and, so for this show i have a uh,
2: the the themes of myth mouth and and it's play on on the term meth mouth which is uh uh you know the awful uh, rotting of teeth once you once you start to go. smoke crystal crystal meth and I, i'm not laughing about it it's it's awful it's an awful side effect of of an awful awful addiction, uh, addiction. Yeah. um but it's also the term myth mouth also kind of looks at um looks at lying you know lying and telling falsifications and telling uh telling tall tales and half truths and that sort of um and and just the sort of tall tales that that kind of go into any sort of religion or any sort of Mm. folk tale you know um the the stories look at look at focus on religion and addiction um, and our obsession with social media as well and so uh, there's a story about Persephone um, she's uh, Persephone played as this kind of a uh, junkie sort of junkie version who's of herself who's the um, she's just out of ostensibly a rehab but you know that's her returning from hell back to uh the mortal plane to you know in, no longer the queen of the damned she's now back to um uh, back to being a, a lowly flower you know goddess of spring and so looking at that ancient legend through the terms of returning to your small hometown after perhaps you know having a more uh, more um A bigger experience experience in like a big city or something like that. And also the kind of uh, the kind of uh, judgment that comes with that whenever you come back to your hometown and then you have to kind of go through all of the rituals and all of the all of the things that go with the. with that whenever you return home and and then then it's kind
1: of the you're, you're going home and how do you tell the story over and over again of what you did and right exactly yeah and I think Dandy might be giving a
2: little excerpt of that particular story homesick uh, later and then there's another story about like the little Russian space pup and the and the secret uh, the secret mission that she was on um, which also inadvertently plays really nicely into the whole uh, Russian America and um, kerfuffle debacle, oh, yeah. debacle that we're Kerfuffle's in right now a word for it and that uh, and that story is called true story and it's very much in the vein of a classic tall tale where you know the uh, the, the, the the preacher proselytizer at the front of the house is trying to convince his flock true. This really happened. You guys, you know, that no matter how much, how much more ridiculous, you know, space cats and Egyptian pyramids in outer space <laughs> and the planet Mars talking about Mars earlier. Like, you know, the more and more and more ridiculous it gets, you know, you just gotta believe it though. You've got to believe it. And then the last story is called hero's journey. And for that story, I, uh, I, I, I've I, always loved the writings of Joseph Campbell, and so I, um, I took the traditional um, formula of the hero's journey, um, but I put it into a sort of a, a Tokyo social media dystopia framework, and it's a character named Hero, and... The journey is of this fellow, Professor Jeffries, who's this very prim and proper uh, professor who, from the very start of the story, you realize that he might have a virtual reality addiction issue with his obsession with social media and this um, horror movie that he's very obsessed with. And a lot of my characters and themes... um, come across uh, they they pop up in several shows like mm-hmm. across the way so that you know what people who come to see my work can expect some characters from other shows to pop up um but if
1: you haven't seen another show it's still
2: oh yeah yeah you know yeah. absolutely it's 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 there for um for that so the character of america's sweetheart who is this uh, she's a uh, she's just sort of a tertiary subject in this particular story but you know she's she's been in other shows uh, representing as, as this sort of um uh, uh hollywood starlet who's a, you know a scream queen and whatnot but the main focus is on jiff and his addiction and uh his his following joseph campbell's um hero's journey right you know his descent into the underworld his battle with temptation the monsters there coming back out on the other side receiving a gift from the goddess and then back to the start of the cycle, which is the uh, very basic uh, layout of Joseph Campbell's uh, uh, dandy's so much more fun, Neil. And, well, and no, you know, no, no, no. I know. Is I know. Fascinating. No, I, I it, really it, enjoy it,
1: this because you know what I like about. I this, put.
2: I put a. I. I really do put a lot of work into these silly little stories. You they're, know, they're and, not silly at all. And but. it's. And I. And I think that is what really surprises audiences the most when they come to see this. Uh, this sort of mincing, uh, you know, profanity spitting, uh, rapid fire pace performance uh, by this little drag clown is really the. Um, Really the the intricate levels and layers that are woven into these stories as people are listening right. and and getting pulled into it uh, and segue into pulled into it through the music and sound right. effects also right. that uh, that I weave into these stories as well So
1: let me ask you <clears this throat> about the writing process and what I really appreciate and and is that you're you're making them accessible the stories are accessible in two ways one mm-hmm. is that they're with these familiar themes or these stories mm-hmm. we might be familiar with.
2: Yeah, I think everyone um,
1: is you can
2: relate to these because a lot of the themes are so universal. You know, right. these are uh, these are well, and these are
1: stories we've heard
2: before. Yeah, they're they're folk legends and stories yeah. that have existed in cultures um, you know, regardless of ethnicity and and right. and background and uh, and religion and they they are the, the hero's journey is a uh, it's a it's
1: a It is a a, a cycle. Star Wars. Yeah, oh, absolutely, and it's the Odyssey. mm -hmm. Whatever. It's 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 almost always the same, but retold or recast or seen through a different way. Mm -hmm. It really brings that up. So, as far as the writing process goes, do you sit down? Are you? Let me ask you this: Are you listening to music when you write? No, no, I'm not. I, I. do not
2: really have a musical bone in my body um i uh, i but i do i do enjoy rhythm and pace and yeah. and 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 um and the ability to pull words out or go very fast and staccato yeah yada, yeah yada, yada, you know and, and 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 so i when i when i write these stories <clears throat> particularly, although I, I will say, as now going in, this is my fourth show I've produced. Um, I know now going into them, I have I'm, I am gaining more of an idea of, oh, I wonder if we could do a little, you know, like drum so thing or a that, lovely yeah. little piano flourish here and there, you know. But for the most part, I'll write these stories. I will have a... Um, I'll have a pretty definite idea of, of rhythm and pace and, um, you know, where the quiet moments are going to be when I'll just come in very close to the microphone and say a beautiful little thing. Oh, very bombastic. You know, Dandy will be, you know, really gesticulating and yeah. getting into it. Um, and then we'll, we'll go uh, with my musicians. I have, um, uh, several musicians who I've collaborated with uh, over the years. Um, uh, Adam Tindler is an incredible uh, pianist. He's a contemporary uh, pianist based out of new york he has done this uh he did this amazing tour in his early career where he toured all 50 states um he's a uh, he's a scholar and a performer of um modern pianist john cage um who does a prepared piano like little nuts and bolts and whatnot into mm-hmm. the piano strings to create really beautiful strange uh you know uh, unexpected unexpected, unexpected sort of sounds things, yeah. and whatnot and he's just absolutely the most brilliant pianist i've ever met um rachel blumberg is uh, a world-renowned um and pia- uh, drummer, drummer percussionist yep. she's taught at uh, uh, rock camp for girls or I, I think that's the name of it uh speaking of summer camps um you know she's i believe she's played with uh, bands like Bright Eyes and M. Ward. She's on her own tour right now. She's also a brilliant animator. And then my husband, Bryce Edwards, who um, is an incredible bass and guitar player. He uh, had his own band in Portland for many years. Uh, called Boy Crazy, and brilliant writer in his own in his own right, and uh, and he was also part of this uh, gay pop uh, band in New York called the Isotoners, which I uh, was a big fan of. You should definitely check out their music. And um, and so what we'll do is we'll get together and we'll literally improv music. We'll uh, we'll listen to it on on the cans, as mm-hmm. the kids say, and they'll do it, and we'll go back and. So <clears throat> and, while
1: you're performing?
2: No, no, it'll okay. it'll be recorded and then uh, and and we'll and we'll we'll run it a few times. We'll play with ideas. We'll get it out. Um, this particular show, because it's more, this is much more of a sci-fi, like dark sci-fi show as opposed to a lot of the horror that. Uh, the conventional horror shows that I've done in the past. This is more dark science fiction, so we've incorporated a lot more synthesizer into a lot of the songs mm-hmm. and whatnot.
1: I have some laser but guns.
2: Yeah, too. yeah, uh, no, yeah, absolutely. There's in in like there are definitely laser laser gun <laughs> noises. Um, and I try to get I try to get the story the stories now to them with the sound effects in place as well, so they know when the sound effects are gonna are gonna uh, oh, happen. Oh, so you record it and then you send it to them is that how it works i'll record my story got it with the sound effects hopefully in, and then they'll listen and get ideas for the stories as far as musical goes i do Pretty much have an idea now of, okay, I want Adam to do piano on this one. I want Rachel to do drums here. I want, you know, maybe the two of them will get together and collaborate. But the most interesting thing has been while performing these, because I I literally hit play on my playlist, and then I launch into the show, and I play in time with an hour of music, uh, hitting all my cues and everything nonstop as it goes along. There's no
1: improv. Yeah, no, no, I
2: hit play, and... You're off. Dandy goes for it. So um, it, it, the thing that's been most fascinating is how the the stories inform the music that, that they improv and, mm-hmm. and we collaborate to create together. But then the music ends up changing and shifting and forming the stories in really sometimes unexpected and, and lovely ways. You know, suddenly I will discover a little spot that I hadn't considered to just let a word trail off and drop into one little spot you know things things of that nature and that's been really <clears throat> exciting getting to uh, you know defying my expectations of what maybe the i had in mind for uh, for the story to begin with i'm also very lucky to have a wonderful director ian bjorklund who lives in uh dallas texas now he's moved away but um he's uh he's collaborated with me on my last three shows uh oh, okay. directing and you know pulling dandy back or maybe encouraging him to push a little further you know in in various directions um and it's been really great i i do think i uh i i do think it's the process this process of working with musicians it, a it's given me a tremendous respect for 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 musical art is because it's I have no idea how they create these beautiful sounds but it, it has made me think like ooh i wonder if i could incorporate banjo into a show or you know depending on and and like i said doing synthesizer because it's a um, science because fiction the show yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like it, it, it makes me think okay well if we're doing a particular kind of show I, maybe i need to find someone who plays a tuba or someone who plays a cello you know and and because and, those tubists are just sitting around yeah they uh, everywhere they're they're everywhere there's one right there. There's two. Two tubas right here. Okay guys, calm down. Calm, calm down. I'm just talking about you I don't, don't have a play. story yet. <laughs> um uh so yeah, it it's 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 great fun and uh and it uh and the, the music's also a bit of a safety safety net, I have to say. I call it falling off the train when suddenly I'm, everything's going along, Dandy's spitting out words nonstop, you know, I'm in the zone and then I trip and not literally trip, but you know, then suddenly like the music is ahead of where I need to be and then we got to get back up there, get back up there and oh, there we go, we're back in the pocket now, we're back in the zone, we're performing, talking, you know, so. Do you ever think you might do it uh, live or have you done it live with music, with musicians? I would love to actually. I think that's going to be the, uh, you know, once there's a budget for that sort of thing and once there's a uh, you know cuz it's 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 hard enough just Taking Dandy on tour, he's such a diva in terms of every all of his needs, oh, all my his gosh. his. Uh, you won't have paparazzi. I mean, off you saw him. him. He, he yeah. threw the mixed M and M's across the across the green room. I didn't have the he right color. Like, <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. It's, no, it's right. It was in the rider. I, I know. I shouldn't have it. You should only have been. But in where greens. does one
2: find black M and M's? The thing there are. I keep <laughs> telling. There are no black M and M's, Dandy.
1: You can't have. Just the black one. And he throws a fit every time. So. Every time. So let me ask you this. If you were to give uh, somebody who's writing who wants to perform uh, some advice, because what mm-hmm. I'm hearing is a lot of collaboration. Yeah. So I, I, I tend to think one-man show. And I think, okay, it's literally you tell the musicians what you want. I wouldn't even have thought that you would have a director. I thought that that would be all yeah. coming from you. but. It's a lot of collaboration.
2: There is a like. lot of, cl- there's a lot of hands that go into uh, a quote unquote solo show, you know? And as you, and as, and as the solo show, you know, grows and grows, there's just more and more people. And, and, it, you know, it's, it's like I mentioned earlier, it's, uh, I, I, I tend to be very, uh, very hands-on myself because mm-hmm. I just I, I have trouble letting go of, of of those a lot of the creative aspects of things. But doing, doing it has has opened, uh, I think it opens up a performer to um, to new ideas, new things of that nature. You know sometimes an outside voice can really help uh, can really help uh, mm-hmm. inform um, inform your work in the best way possible.
1: Well, speaking of your work, let's ask Dandy to come back in, and we'll do a short two-minute excerpt. What what does he want? What? (laughs) Dandy, come on. What? (laughs) Ah,
2: All right. I'm here, everyone. I'm so I happy. No, thank goodness. Wasn't that boring? It blah blah blah. Yeah,
1: that's that's a
2: good point. All right, this is from uh, Dandy Darkley's Myth Mouth. It's a little excerpt of my story, uh, Homesick: A Tale of Homecomings, uh, Heartbreak, and uh, How We Choose Our Chosen Families. Persephone, we're late for the wedding uh the next event on Seffi's tour of misery was a hometown wedding she clapped white roses hydrangeas lavender garlands gushed in every direction oh Immortals love themselves a big fat Greek wedding, you know, celebrating another nuptial atop their insidious, incestuous little mountain. Grown ass goddesses squabbling like children over uh, seat placements and golden apples. All air kisses, mwah, mwah, and syrupy sympathy to Seffi's face.
0: <sighs> Welcome back, Seffi. So good to see you.
2: Then, barely out of earshot, well, the wisest course of action would have been to fight Hades off. I would have. Oh, big sis Athena, so smug in her nasanine assumptions. Next to chime in was athletic Artemis, sincerely suggesting she simply should have just outrun him. Uh, run where? She'd been kidnapped! To hell! Uh, and lastly... Pretty Aphrodite, the goddess of beauty, so ugly on the inside. <laughs> well, at least somebody did it. I mean, honestly, she's just so frumpy. <laughs> frumpy? Witch? Freaking witch? <laughs> Persephone was effing royalty. Empress of the underworld Doyen of the damned She channeled rage Behind her Chanel shades Fury unbefitting A goddess of spring But most befitting Hades's queen She snapped And posies and petunias atrophied In their wake awoke Poison, pitcher plants And vicious fly traps A, a stinking carrion flower Unfurled its blackened blossom Not even its foul stench could mask the stink of this grotesque charade. Ow! Ow! Her mother pinched her beneath the table. Persephone stormed from the wedding, a parade of profanities and shattered stemware in her wake. The only thing louder than Cephe's exit was Aphrodite's laughter. Thank you oh, oh thank you nick oh you
1: needn't cry it's it's i know it's beautiful isn't it it is <laughs> it is i really enjoyed that thank you and i'm um, looking forward to seeing the entire show tonight uh at 8:30 at saint matthew's tavern yes and so you've got a couple more shows coming up so tonight wednesday i think yeah um, yes uh, real quick uh, uh, here I'll do the PR stuff, Dandy. You can
2: you can go rest, uh, rest your voice. You you need it. Um, so yeah, tonight we're at eight thirty PM over at uh, Saint Matt's Tavern. Uh, we have a show Wednesday at six thirty, and then we have a big slew. We have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday night, the twenty sixth at ten thirty. Saturday at th- a little matinee at three thirty PM. Oh. A little senior special there, and then uh, Sunday the twenty eighth we close out the orlando fringe uh with a 9 p.m show and it's uh tickets are tickets are going really well i'm really pleased so good. so get your tickets asap ladies and gentlemen Especially for the
1: weekend so yeah uh, i think that that weekend yeah.
2: that weekend's gonna be gonna be jamming over at uh, saint matt's tavern very good
1: well, let's play one more song, then we'll come back with a. Uh, does, does do you think Dandy will come back for a pop quiz? No, are you kidding? Yeah, he, that's true. He,
2: I know he's he's a, he's such a ham.
1: <laughs> All right, so let's play a little Tegan and Sarah. Sounds, Thank you very much for that great. excerpt, and uh, we'll come back with uh, Neil Arthur James and Dandy Darkley. Uh, yeah. One yeah. or the other or
2: both? Maybe, maybe both. Maybe someone else will emerge. Who oh, knows? You know, it, it's like, it's like Sybil here. We're, uh, <laughs> very good.
1: You're listening to a certain United degree States of Dandy. On WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Tegan and Sarah of Canada shocked your system from their album, Heartthrob on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Good morning. You're listening to a certain degree. My name is Nick. And, unfortunately, my time with Dandy Darkley is almost over for the show. Not for the Fringe, though, because I will get to see him perform tonight at St. Matthew's Tavern, which I'm very much looking forward to. Dandy, I'm expecting an amazing show.
2: I think it's going to be great. Okay, perfect. Yeah, you know, we're going to kick it out of the park tonight.
1: <laughs> Dandy, before you go, though, I want to get you, you know, sort of up and running for today. <sighs> and- and really, good thinking. morning, so, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're going to do a pop culture and current event quiz.
2: Oh, my goodness. Yes. All right. So, you will be
1: not be graded on this. You will just be judged. Hey, uh, right I think.
2: face judgment daily. So, <laughs> you know,
1: bring it. Bring it, Nick. So, I'm not afraid of your words. Oh, okay. Very good. Uh, so, Netflix had an issue. I don't know if you heard about this, but they had uh, Orange is the New Black was held for ransom. The new season was held for ransom. So, I got a copy of it. And they said, give us money or, or we'll release it on the internet.
2: That's ugly.
1: So Disney is now going through this as well. So what are they ransoming uh, or what do they want as a ransom for not releasing the movie early? Is it a, a huge sum of bitcoins? Is it Gosh. B a live action match mashup of Mulan and Hunchback of Notre Dame Gosh, I... or C a redo of the Star Wars prequels?
2: Oh, nerds. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Girlfriends. Is there a D they just want no? Um Oh, you know what? I feel like the most useless thing that these nerds, mean internet nerds, want are bitcoins. Yes, no doubt they want bitcoins. They are,
1: and no one knows what movie they uh, are ransom making. No one Pirates knows what the bitcoins Caribbean. are
2: either, but they well, definitely, true. they definitely want. Is that true? Do they really want so a bunch coins? of money? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. they want some cash. Oh my God.
1: Uh, so this is the oldest story in the book. Man meets woman online. Right. They go to see guardians of the galaxy two. Oh. She texts during the movie and the man sues her. How much uh, did he sue her for? Was it $17 <laughs> and 31 cents? The cost of the ticket for the 3d version of the movie. Was it $17 and 31 cents plus $1 million in emotional damages? Or did he sue her for a second date?
2: <laughs> men are, are absolute pigs so no doubt he sued her for a second date sure and, you know i i would imagine that and, it was and,
1: it was for 17 dollars
2: uh, 31 cents. He, oh, well, he was I'm doing, doing it st- to
1: make a point
2: i missed that one but couldn't you imagine some doofus being like i am important enough i'm gonna
1: see you and you have to come out on a second yeah, date yeah, with exactly. me i i, exactly. I, I wouldn't but that's what i it. want to win in court putting uh let's go to france for a moment starting october 1st yeah it's it's very interesting what they're doing over there all photos that have been retouched starting on october 1st have to have a little like almost warning label (sighs) on them because they've been retouched Uh, or you're gonna face a fine what other body right exactly Uh, i think that's french (laughs) I <laughs> yeah, sure. Sounds like it. Uh, what other body image rule will go into effect later this year? Uh, a. Models must provide a doctor's note proving they're healthy. Oh. Uh, B. Models may not be Instagrammed with cigarettes, especially in the Met bathroom. Or C. Models can't encourage people to go to the fire festival ever again. <laughs> oh my goodness i don't know i've already made fun of french
2: ladies armpits so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do that callback ladies and gentlemen i think it's the cigarettes
1: everyone is 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 up in arms about cigarettes well and in the Met bathroom that was a big deal but no it's the uh uh healthy models healthy models oh my goodness yeah at first they were going to do it was going to be a rule around body mass index oh for crying out loud yeah
2: you know what if if you can fit your little hands all the way around your waist and and whatnot. you know more power to these to these. <laughs> Skinny, skinny, beautiful little alien-looking models. You know, so they're like there are. Um, they are alien. They're what sometimes. humanity looks looks up to, and, and 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 they're trying to judge it now. They're trying to control it. The media. No,
1: no. What's the government in this case?
2: Um, well, <laughs> it's, the, it's the media, not the government. Now, oh, I mean, look at oh, it's all coming together.
1: And our feed just got cut off for some reason. Uh, no, just kidding. Oh, and uh, so <laughs> let me ask you this. This is part of the quiz. It's now the visual element. What is that? That is the question. What is that? So It looks like a Chanel boomerang. That's exactly what it is. Good guess. I
2: can't. Ladies and gentlemen, you would not believe it is a boomerang with the Chanel logo on it. Yes.
1: And... Sure enough, it's just over thirteen hundred dollars if you want one.
2: Thirteen hundred dollars—you could kill, you could kill a kangaroo with the. With that's the some. You know, the Trumps have uh, have have gone to Australia with their Chanel boomerangs and have <laughs> taken taken down some Taking wallabies down some and uh, photographed it. All right, one now, last question: this? What
1: the devil is this? <laughs>
2: It looks like it appears, ladies and gentlemen, it appears to be some sort of a container. I see a styrofoam, a styrofoam device, not styrofoam, but uh, like a plastic device. One side, I see a hinge in the middle and the, the little uh, side on, it's like two circles, almost like a brazier, but my goodness, <laughs> it looks like... I have no idea. Perhaps a, perhaps a space age uh, device to hold a nerd's retainer.
1: I, I don't close, know. Close, close, yes. Yeah, it is actually uh, Apple. Apple uh, patented okay. this pizza container for a their new headquarters. Pizza container. So when you go to the cafeteria or whatever they call their cafeteria, uh, you bring the pizza back to your desk, it doesn't get soggy and it stays. <sighs> warm no so they actually patented this container i knew it was really to
2: nerds somehow <laughs> i love nerds i'm a nerd myself well i'm not i'm not it's the nerd i live with that's good grief do you so, know what it's like having a nerd as a roommate I, I have no idea I have no idea. He, so, he's, he showed up wearing it. Ladies and gentlemen, Neil showed up wearing a Star Wars t shirt to this big I fancy it was interview. Great. I, and, I would be wearing a Star Wars t shirt. Oh, abhorrent. If you ask me. <laughs> I'm wearing one to the show wear, tonight. Wear a little, show and dress up a little, ladies and gentlemen. Have a little pizzazz in your life. Uh, That's all I
1: ask. All and, right. You know, I'll dress up for tonight. Uh, Dandy. Uh, we Just have a few more minutes. All so right. uh dandydarkly.com. It's,
2: it's been lovely. Yes. It's, it Dandy, has been. Thank you so Dandy much. Dandy Darkly. .com is my pleasure. Dandydarkly.com. You can find Dandy on Twitter or Instagram at Dandydarkly. Uh I also have a, a useless Facebook fan page that they want way too much money for me to promote things on Facebook. Oh, so yeah. um so stick to Twitter and Instagram. But I love Facebook. But yeah, stick to Twitter, stick to Instagram visit my website buy my book at Amazon or I was Kindle. Say, if
1: you can't make it out to the show or if you go to the show and you really enjoy it uh one of the things that you can do to follow up and and read some more of your stories uh which uh, again sort of that storytelling uh tradition uh translated into book form uh Dandy Darkley's 666 Tales of Sex and Death volume one so volume two any day now Any second now, you know.
2: Any moment, I'm I'm sitting here writing uh, stories, um, 21 through uh, 348 (laughs) as we speak. Right, actually. uh, So,
1: as far as other stories go, Dandy, were there any shows? I know that yours is here. Yes, on the um, tear down. Are there any other shows at the Fringe Festival that you would recommend for oh. us to see? Oh
2: goodness, absolutely! There is so much talent here at the Orlando Fringe. Um, off the top of my head, uh, uh, oh Nancy a wonderful storyteller. She uh, she does a uh, a show called Roller Derby Saved My Soul. Oh yeah. Um, uh there's uh Willie Carlisle Guthrie he is this phenomenal young performer he's uh brand new to the fringe world he's a storyteller he has this uh this folks folks uh, folk show called there ain't no more the death of a folk singer he plays this folk singer from his early days playing barn dances to possibly his own death alone in a cabin somewhere but he this kid plays banjo harmonica uh, accordion guitar oh, wow. uh, uh, fiddle he does as mask work, puppetry like it's it's really I, I highly recommend that oh peter michael marino a new york city regular also orlando fringe regular here he has a show called uh show up uh ryan adam wells is a fantastic um storyteller and uh and guitar player he his song uh, his show is beers about songs and finally um uh, oh tasty monster productions they have an excellent um uh, historical drama called falkland which examines the falkland conflict um, oh, wow, in the 80s, right? Yeah and, yeah. and uh, before Dandy was born. Before, before 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 really before anyone was born, really. Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's so, it's so you know, it's life day. started in the 90s, mm-hmm. of course, you know, but um and there's so many others. Apologies to any. oh oh, oh um, um, um there's a lovely uh, who me show about Dr. Who if any of your oh, any yeah. of your any of your who fanatics out there? Uh, no, it, great shows, great shows here at uh, right. at a lot of fun stuff to see. Perfect. Dandy,
1: thank you so much. And uh, we will see you soon. We'll see you tonight. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, listeners. Have a wonderful, have a fringy day. You've been listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida.
0: And that's the show. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. If you'd like to learn more about Dandy Darkly, visit dandydarkly.com. Watch some past shows, buy a book. It's the internet. This episode was brought to you by a certified bad business idea called Small Potatoes. Tiny houses are great, but what if you could have your very own tiny food truck? We'll convert your Prius, Civic, or other small car to serve one thing, and probably still be road legal. Small potatoes, repacked compacts with impact that you can't subtract and will attract eye contact as a matter of fact and occasionally interact with vanilla extract. We're working on the tagline gastrointestinal tract have to work that in learn more at to